You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 126. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey, moms. Are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired and how those skills can be worth $45 an hour instead of the $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work? If so, then the Your Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward in your tech career. It's like no other membership program available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as I walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about product owners and specifically what the role of product owner looks like and how you would go about getting it. So let's dive in. If you don't know what product owner is, that would not surprise me. And that is because it's a unique role on agile teams. And so it is a role. So if you're thinking, Ellen, does that mean it's a job? Yes, sometimes it's its own job. And sometimes it's just a role on the Agile team that a person with another job plays. And so we're going to talk about that. But one of the reasons I want to bring it up is because I would be surprised if many of you are out there going onto your favorite job search platform, typing in product owner. You may have never heard of it. If you're at a family gathering, I doubt they're like, yeah, hey, I'm a product owner. So I think it's important to really put context around this, around the role and how it fits into the agile environment. If you are thinking, what the heck is an agile environment? Or I've heard of it, but I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. Hop on over to episode 123. I'll link to it in the show notes, yourtechie.com slash 123. So if you have any questions about agile, you can go ahead and listen to that episode first. It's going to give you the context you need for the references that I make in this episode. Okay. So an Agile team is an important concept because the rules on an Agile team, which is a development team or a product team, okay, so are those all the same thing? They can be. So development team and product team, that's someone, it's a team, a group of people who are designing and building software. And Agile is just that development team or product team is executing the steps necessary to design or build software in a specific way. And the roles on that Agile team are not what you hear in everyday language. That's why it's important to break them down and really explain what they are. Your parents, like I said, are likely not familiar with the role of product owner. They probably don't know what a scrum master is. If you say that, they might think you ran off and joined a rugby team, right? So we really have to break down these roles that are they are talked about even in school. Generally, if your school did talk about them, even though Agile's been around for a couple of decades now. So the role of product owner is a role on the Agile team. 
And it might not be on your radar in terms of a tech job, but maybe it should be. Let's dive into what the duties and responsibilities of a product owner are, and then what knowledge and experience you would have to get this role. I'm going to get really specific with you there, okay? A product owner decides what the team will work on next in order to deliver more value to the customer. Okay, that's the definition we get from Scrum Alliance. So again, what I said is a product owner decides what the team will create next. That next comes in the form of a sprint. And so a product owner is involved in the sprint planning, planning of a sprint. Again, go check out episode 123 if this is starting to sound like Greek to you. When designing a sprint, a product owner will need to consider things like the capacity of the team. What are the most important features or changes to accomplish? And how to effectively communicate those features and changes. Okay, sometimes we're making new things in the product. Sometimes we're fixing something or sometimes we're just changing it. But regardless of whether we're updating, changing, fixing, when communicating those changes, the communication happens in this very specific and quite frankly, time-consuming way. So if you're thinking, okay, that doesn't sound too hard. What is the, first of all, I probably haven't gone into enough detail yet, but Second of all, what I'm about to describe, communication requires a certain nuance, knowing exactly the right level of detail, not overly detailed so that you're telling the developer exactly what to do, but not overly vague so the developer doesn't know what you're talking about. That is a very specialization and a fine line to walk. And so it requires quite an understanding of software. Not necessarily that you've been a developer. We'll talk about that in a bit, but it requires a really skilled sense of communication in terms of writing stories. (laughs) You're like, Ellen, wait a minute, where do we get into creative writing? No, in Agile, we talk about tasks or to-dos as stories. And writing those stories, like I was saying, in a very specific way that's not overly detailed, but not overly vague, that is the job of a product owner, deciding on the group, the, the grouping of features or changes that are going to happen in that sprint and then communicating those in the form of tasks. It, I mean, if you're thinking this sounds a lot like project management, it is a lot like project management. And the nuance is that the software is very complicated. Software, it's a hard nut to crack. It's you could be a product owner for many years and still be challenged by the writing of these stories in a way that is effective to the team and moves the process forward. Okay. Also, if you're starting to think that this term sounds a lot like a manager, so do you mean, Ellen, are you saying that the product owner is the manager of the Agile team? I am not saying that. And the reason is because Agile teams are self-organized. Or another way to say that is they have no hierarchy. And I mean, that's really bold. Okay, that's really bold. The PO sets up the work, but the team members decide who does what. And when I talked about capacity, the team is really giving the product owner the capacity and saying, okay, this is what you have to work with. 
And that's based on their availability. Yeah. So if they, if someone's taking a day off PTO or something, that would affect it. But it's also based on their skills and abilities that that is specifically measured from previous sprints. Now, if you're thinking, okay, this is getting a little intense. Are they measuring every keystroke? Not if they're doing it well. It's agile. It means we're getting better every time. They're just trying to find the appropriate level of work and different levels of people, junior developers versus mid-level. They're going to have diff- they're going to have different levels of work and it's not always more. So if the senior architect has work, that could be one story, but it could take the whole sprint. I'm just using that for example. So don't let the word capacity freak you out. The product owner just has to make a determination about what amount of work can actually get accomplished in the sprint. The product owner sets up the work, but the team decides who does what. And I found a helpful article on the misconceptions of a product owner on Mind the Product. And it was written by Esther Keefe that I really like. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes for you and you can check it out. And this manager misconception is one that she explains really well. It's also one that I've heard people are trying to wrap their heads around. I've heard it not just in this article, but other times. So I think it's a good starting point because you're thinking, wait a minute, if I'm the product owner, I'm deciding the work. Aren't I the manager? Aren't I the word boss may even come to mind? And so it's important to really dive in and understand what those different nuances are and how, how an agile team works. Okay. So if the role of product owner is not a manager, what is the main responsibility? And I've talked a lot about the duties here, but that would really be managing the product. They're managing not people, but they're managing the product, taking care of the product, ensuring the product continues to serve its users. Any change that you make to the software can harm the, you could make a change. It's oh, beautiful design feature. And, and then in the back end, the development doesn't support that. So it can really, you have to be thoughtful around what all changes and quote unquote enhancements do to the entire product. You, you don't want to ever make that product stop serving customers in the way that it is. You always want to be improving the way of serving customers. If you're thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's starting to sound a lot like a UX designer. More on that later. Okay, more on that later. But first, I want to mention the role of product manager here. And this is where we get a little sticky. But I think this is really going to help you to understand this difference. So I want to point it out to you. So stick with me here, even if it feels like a very slight difference. On many teams, many agile teams, not all, but, but many, The role of product manager and product owner are the same person. I want to say that again, because this is going to get, definitely if you're looking at roles and you're trying to understand, this is where you're going to run into some roadblocks. And I want to really clear the path for you here so you understand. It is not uncommon to see one person on an Agile team hold the title of product manager and product owner. If it's not one person, if they're different people, that's just because of the size and the scope of the product. So it could either be that your product is quite large or the growth of the product is quite large and they just want to set it up from the beginning. Could be that marketing is going to be really heavy on the product. There's going to be a huge marketing component. So sometimes product managers are called product marketing managers. And sometimes marketing is outside of it. So 
that kind of defines, it starts to tell you what the PM does. The PM is going to be looking for what is called product market fit for the software. And if you found product market fit, that can often change. Now, if you're not sure what I mean, all that means is you found the group of users who is going to use your product. You might be thinking, didn't you have those in the beginning? You do, but it's always a hypothesis. And as you're, think about it, like if your product just has a couple of features, you might only be able to serve, let's say it's a financial product. You're only serving managers at banks right now for your product market fit. But as you add features, you can actually now serve department heads. That's just an example. But that is where the product manager needs to find product market fit, making sure that the, you're reaching the customers with the product and that the product is serving the customers. So that's where product manager is also owning the product. So if there's any product managers listening and you were like, wait a minute, the PO doesn't own the product, I do. Yes, that's where that differentiation can happen, that the product manager is going to own the product from the outside, working with the, with the users outside of the organization and talking to stakeholders internally. But the PO, the product owner, is going to be working with that vision that the PM has or the PM and the PO create together and then ensuring that gets executed on the team. I hope that makes sense, but it really does get a little bit tricky. Keep in mind that the PO is either creating the vision or creating co-creating the vision with the PM or taking that vision and then breaking it down into manageable chunks that can become a sequence of work done in a sprint. All right, there we go. I hope that worked out for you. So at this point, you're probably wondering, well, who can become a product owner? You're thinking, is this a role that makes sense for me? Maybe you're intrigued or maybe you think that you could potentially do this. And you're wondering, well, what experience do I need? I mean, can I just come right in and, and start off as a PO? And as I mentioned earlier, UX is very related to PO work. In fact, when I was a UX designer, I frequently did PO work. Remember what I said that oftentimes this role is held by other people on the team. And it's not necessarily just the PM. It's mostly driven by people's skill sets. So because I have a background in development and can communicate to developers, I would take the designs, we do UX work, and then I would be doing some PO work. Erin Z, one of our mentors, has also done PO work in her UX job. So that's not unusual. It's not so much about the fact that um, UX is the only way to get into PO, but it's very related because you're communicating with developers as a UXer. And in talking to Erin about this episode, one thing that she said is, I think anytime you can explain the development process and then give listeners an understanding that they're going to be sitting in a room, physical or virtual, with developers and they will need to know at least what the process entails and what the terms are that's going to be helpful to them. And Erin went on to say that she watched a CTO slash product owner and scrum master set up Jira tasks in meetings live and giving points to stories. So points are part of this agile process on estimated timeframes. And that's where she learned that process and was able to also be a part of it. Like I said, it's a lot of work. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you just leave everything that you're doing and become a PO, you might just be chipping in on some of the stories. You might be dividing those tasks up. Because remember that an agile team is in support of a product and that product is created 
through design and fundamentally through developers. So you don't need to know how to code to be a product owner, but you do need to understand the fundamental concepts under development. You need to be really comfortable talking about them, writing about them and discussing them with developers and also holding developers and agile team members accountable to what they've done. So this is where you're like, is it just a free for all? No, when someone takes on a task, they take on a story that has to be accepted or rejected. And that frequently is the product owner accepting or rejecting that. Yes, you did do that. Or no, frequently things are rejected. No, you didn't quite do that. These are the three pieces that you're missing. Oh, okay, let's go back and, and do that again. So we really have this communication back and forth that is always happening to ensure that what we say we're going to do, we do. And because software is complicated, it just gets to be a lot harder. Nobody's doing anything wrong. We just have to have those checks and balances because it's very normal to say, well, I thought I had covered all this, but I might have missed this one spot. So having someone on the outside looking at it like a PO is great. All right. So the path to PO, UX is a great background to becoming a product owner. But what other roles? Okay, a business analyst, a BA, that's a very common one to product owner. Scrum master is another one. And developer is another one. And you might be thinking, so is that a promotion from a developer to a PO? It's just a choice in in the type of work that you want to do. You are not necessarily going to earn more money as a product owner than a developer. It really would depend. And development is highly paid the more you gain skills. So I think one could easily outpace the other. It would just be that you wanted to do this role in product owner. I would say kind of they're all maybe equal. Product owner probably would earn more than a BA. I don't know about a scrum master. You can you could also promote through that those ranks and become like an agile coach thing. So if you're wondering, can I go straight to PO? This is sounding amazing. I love what you're talking about. I want to break in as a PO. So What I would say to you is I've definitely heard of it and it's certainly possible. What is going to make it fundamentally challenging is that you need to understand that development work, like Aaron was mentioning. And this is a key piece. So you don't necessarily have to know how to code, but you do need to have an understanding of the complexity of code and be able to speak to developers in a way that helps them create better features and changes in the product. So real quick, I want to say, I think I've made this point pretty well, but developers have a terrible rap for being bad communicators. I just don't think that's accurate. I think it's just a stereotype. I'm sure there are many developers who are great communicators and many who are bad, but I don't think they have a proclivity towards poor communication more than other areas or industries. But the that fundamental challenge of creating software requires this level of communication that's just extraordinarily high in software development. That's why there's such a focus on that with PO and all of the work done in that. So again, any prior experience on an agile team is going to put you in a really great position to be a PO. And if you don't have that, I do think you could break into it if you had some type of project management skills and some type of understanding around code and development. I don't think it's quite as easy as, say, breaking into development or UX design because you can prove your work through portfolio and real world projects, which is just a little bit trickier with that role of product owner. 
However, as I mentioned, if you feel that you can communicate with software developers in an agile team well, I think there's always going to be a place for you because this is a very challenging position. There is a lot of demand out there. So if the things that I'm describing to you sound really doable to you, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't break in right away. But if you feel like you are lacking a little bit of knowledge, again, any role on an agile team will be a great place for you to be and to really move into that role. All right. I hope this was helpful. I really appreciate you spending time with me today. I know tech is infinitely interesting and large and big, and we want to break down all the different components for you. So whether you are thinking about product ownership or not, I hope this episode was helpful for you to understand your future work and the tech environment. You are techie. You really, truly are. I will see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.